We're travelers. We have to be out there every single day on the road checking out. I didn't ever even think about the fact that I might burn out. I just thought that's what I had to do. And I fought you hard. I'm like, I'm not doing it. And you basically said to me, well, I am. So you can do whatever you want. (laughs) The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast. Episode 361. Dying Easter eggs is a tradition for many people around the world. But be careful what eggs you're using. Did you know that U.S. eggs are illegal in Britain because they are washed and British eggs are illegal in the U.S. because they are not washed? I think this might just be the strangest intro fact we've ever done. Over seven years, someone can change a lot. And we're going to talk about the seven lessons that we've learned over the last seven years when it comes to our location independent lifestyle in this podcast. But one of the ways that I've changed in a whole life overarching way is that I have gone from being cheap to being frugal. And so seven years ago, I was cheap. I just wanted the least expensive thing out there. I didn't care about quality. Just whatever the price was lowest on, that's what I was going to buy. Now I'm frugal, and I consider frugal to be someone who is willing to spend money on a high-quality product, something that they consider worth it, but they're not just going to spend frivolously. And so for me, one of the best things that I can spend money on is a great piece of luggage, because when we're going to be traveling a lot. I need something that's durable, that's comfortable, that can fit all my stuff, and that's why over the years, I've been such a big proponent of Tortuga backpacks. I think they are the perfect travel backpack for someone who wants a carry-on size. So I've changed a lot over seven years, I've gone from just wanting the crappiest, cheapest, lowest price thing to saying, I will pay for good quality products. And if you're that same way, if you want a good quality backpack, check out tortugabackpacks.com. And don't forget, just because I'm frugal doesn't mean I don't want a cool discount code. And that's why we've got a deal for you. Use the promo code EPOP and that will get you 10% off your entire order. Best of both worlds. A quick programming note here. If you're saying, Trav, what is going on here? I've gotten two EPOP podcasts in my feed in one week. This is amazing. I've got great news for you because next week you're going to get even more. Next week, we are launching our 777 series, or as Heather says, 777 series, where we will be releasing one episode every day for seven days. That's going to run from Tuesday, April 23rd through Monday, April 29th, seven days, seven episodes, and those are going to be our seven most memorable experiences over the last seven years of being location independent. So today's episode is going to be the seven lessons we've learned over seven years. And then those seven episodes will be the seven most memorable experiences. One episode per day, one experience per episode. They're going to be shorter. They're going to be about 15 minutes each. You guys are going to love them. We had such a good time recording them. We are also, if you're listening to this audio version, you will be able to get the audio version in your podcast feed, but we're going to be putting it out on video as well. So you can check out the Extra Pack of Peanuts Facebook page. You can also check out the Extra Pack of Peanuts YouTube channel. So for the first time, we're going to be putting out video versions of the podcast as well. So if you want to watch us do the podcast, you can do that at Extra Pack of Peanuts Facebook page and Extra Pack of Peanuts on YouTube. And we're doing all of this to celebrate the Paradise Pack. So the Paradise Pack launch runs from April 23rd through April 29th. So Tuesday, April 23rd, all the way through to Monday, April 29th. That's why we're doing seven episodes over those seven days. If you want to become 
become location independent, this is the absolute best way to do it. This is a great kickstart on your location independent journey. It's a bundle sale of the best courses out there to help you become location independent. And we sell it only once a year, then it's gone forever. 90% off. Actually, it's 92% off this year of what it would cost if you went out and bought all these courses on your own. You could check that out, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash paradise. But just remember, it's only available April 23rd through April 29th. And of course, you're getting seven episodes over those days too, seven episodes in seven days. And those are our seven most memorable experiences from seven years of being location independent. That's a lot of sevens. So keep your eyes and ears open for all the good stuff that's coming out next week. And now let's dive into today's show. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who had a big win last night because she ate celery over oatmeal chocolate chip cookies (laughs) and her new binge favorite, duck donuts. Yeah, it's true. You know, I am five months pregnant. And the cravings are so much more intense with this baby than they were with wit. I just want more sweets. It's a little hard to control. So yeah, last night I really wanted to make chocolate chip oatmeal cookies, but I was like, no, I've been eating a lot of sweets. I'm going to have celery with peanut butter. So that's what I did. So lesson to be learned. <laughs> it's a small win. The small win. <laughs> the cravings are real at five months. Yeah. The cravings are real. We're talking about lessons today. But we're going to jump into the seven lessons learned from being location independent for the last seven years. So we are coming up on our seven-year anniversary of being location independent. And if you guys are listening to this and you have no idea what location independence means, we want to just start by telling you what we think it means and also versus a term that you may have heard called digital nomad. So Heath, for us, the reason we like to use location independence so much is that it means that you can be where you want when you want. No one is telling you where you have to be. Right. You have the freedom in your lifestyle to live and work anywhere you want. So it could be at home. It could be traveling on the road. Whereas a digital nomad is usually somebody who is nomadic, who's kind of wandering around. And there's freedom in that, too. But for us, we have a home base outside Philadelphia, which we love. And we still love traveling. So we kind of have it split half and half. And that's the way that we enjoy living our lives. Yeah, I just won't, don't want people to get the misconception because when, when you hear digital nomad, I think it sounds more like, well, I have to be traveling all the time. I can't live somewhere. I can't have a quote unquote regular life. You know, you think of someone wandering around all the time. That's fine. You can do that if you're location independent, but you don't have to. So essentially location independence is the rectangle. <laughs> digital nomads are a square, right? Like a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is in a square. So if you're location independent, you don't have to be a digital nomad. <laughs> but if you are a digital nomad, 
you are location independent. And so we liked to talk about location independence because for us, this is truly how we have been able to build a life that revolves around new experiences and a lot of those being related to travel because we can pick up and go whenever we want. And I don't think that most people in quote unquote regular jobs have are able to do that. They are more, hey, I'm going to go and travel and it's going to be a vacation. Thankfully, we're able to build a life that revolves around travel. Right. And sometimes our travel is work related and not like a vacation at all. But soon we're actually going to take a vacation to Croatia for only 12 days. But that's kind of a normal vacation where we're not going to really be doing much work. So that's exciting too, that we sometimes have travel that's totally work-related and sometimes it's fun. Yeah, and it has totally morphed into our passion, helping as many people, if you're listening to this and you're saying location independence, you know, I just jive with that. Even if you didn't know the term before this, you just want that ability to have the freedom. If you jive with that, our passion is helping people become location independent because we're going to talk about the the big things that have changed in our life since we were able to become location independent over these next seven or eight podcasts. And so we just say this has changed our life 180 degrees. We want to help other people do that as well. So if you're interested, we are April 23rd through 29th. We're doing a really fun thing. We're doing a seven-part series, Seth, that coincides with our Paradise Pack launch. If you want more information on the Paradise Pack, go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash paradise. But what we'll be doing is our seven most memorable location-independent experiences. And these are those, oh, bleep, it's really <laughs> happening. We've made it work times from the last seven years. Is our podcast G-rated? You can't. It, it, well, I just <laughs> family friendly here. We've got a kid now, so let's watch the language. But we will be putting out a podcast episode. There'll be shorter episodes. Probably. T- Hopefully shorter I say, episodes. I say 10 to 15 minutes. I'm we'll see. Probably more like 20. We'll, you know. Maybe we should set a timer. Each episode between April 23rd through 29th will be one specific experience where we're like, wow, we've done it. This is the location-dependent lifestyle that we wanted, and this was was us showcasing A highlight. A highlight. A highlight reel. We want to do that so that you understand that it is really possible and to give you the real experiences behind it. So that will be happening just next week if you're listening to this live, April 23rd through 29th, one episode per day so seven episodes and during that time we have a seven day launch for the paradise pack so we are doing that to highlight the paradise pack and this idea of location independence again you can check out the paradise pack at extra pack of peanuts.com slash paradise and talk about being real today's podcast is i mean we are bearing it all we are talking about our path to location independence and the seven lessons that we've learned and we are not holding back. It's a little uncomfortable. Yes, including one <laughs> lesson. We Right before we hit record, I said, hey, I want to throw this in here just as an extra so people can understand our journey. And Heather's like, I don't feel comfortable talking about that. And we decided that we were going to talk about it. <laughs> Trav won. I, it's not that I won. We, we wanted to talk about it. And so there will be an honorable mention lesson. So let's just get into this. These are our seven lessons learned from being location independent for seven years. Again, bearing it all, totally real. And before we give you the lessons, we wanted to just give you a little overview of what our journey looked like. So if yeah, you're listening- timeline. Yeah, timeline and you haven't been with us forever. Here's just kind of the quick hits of how our journey started. So August 2012, we had we were teaching English in Japan. I had started the website January 2012, but August 2012, we say, is our location independent anniversary because we left Japan 
We took a month-long trip around Indonesia and India, and then we moved home, but we didn't have real jobs. So that's when no, this and idea- and we didn't have a, a home. I mean, we right. lived with family members and we traveled. And so we were at that point m- much more nomadic than we are now. And that's when our journey began, August 2012. January 2013 to July 2013, we are referencing and calling (laughs) the Dark Ages. We will probably tell this story at some point, but essentially I had the website and things were kind of working. Maybe we were making two to $3,000 a month and one month in December 2012, it got to 7K and in January 2013, everything went to zero. And so this was the really tough part where I was probably working 60 hours a week, making about $1,000 a month between January 23rd to July 23rd. Not super fun times. We were living with my parents who are great, but we were married 30, living with my parents. (laughs) Definitely the dark ages. I mean, and we still did travel a little bit during that, but we were there with Trav's parents a good amount of the time, just kind of slogging through. Then August 2013 to June 2014, you know, we changed some things up. Our business was more on the upswing. A little bit. We shouldn't say big upswing. We pulled out of the dark ages (laughs) and got into the a little less dark ages, I would say. But then come June 2014, that's when we launched our first Paradise Pack. This was the first major project I had ever done with someone else, with a business partner, Jason from Zero to Travel. We had no idea how it was going to work. It did much better than we thought. And so this, I think, was the turning point for me pulling myself out of the of that dark ages and saying, okay, I've done something to a, a level that I feel now I can say I'm really accomplished. Like I did my own project. I mean, we did it together, but it was it was our own thing. You know, wasn't reliant on any affiliates or anything like that. And we did it at a level that was bigger than anything we had done. And so, you know, if you look at it, that's almost two years into our location independent journey before we had that big maybe, win. Yeah, big win. Then in August two. 2- 2015, we had done well enough in the past year that we decided to actually move back into our own home that we had been renting out previously outside Philadelphia and have a home base, which for us was important because we like to travel, but we didn't like being completely nomadic all the time. Yeah. And this will come up in our lessons as well. So there's a lesson around this we disagreed on what to do. I certainly was the one who did not want to move back into, into this nervous. as home base. I was nervous. I didn't think we had enough money, all that kind of stuff. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But that was a big change for us, no longer nomadic, now having a set place to come back to. Summer into fall of 2017. So now we're... now Two after, years we're fi- later. Two years after moving back into our home base and five years after our location-dependent journey started, we hired uh, someone for Location Indie named Joanna, who really got us more organized, but was also our first big time hire in terms of committing a larger amount of money to one person, not just paying people hourly to help us out, but saying like, we're going to take this and scale it up a bit. Also in fall 2017, we had our first kid. And so this really helped, I think, for us have frame us being more intentional. Again, a lesson we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. but five years in, we're like, we got to start figuring this out to a degree. A little more structure. Yeah, a little more structure. And then 2018, and that led into an awesome 2018 because we certainly had more intentional, organized, structured work. So all of that to say it doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> it definitely doesn't happen overnight. So our honorable mention lesson here, the one that we that we said we weren't going to share and just kind of came 
right at before we hit record here was I wanted to talk a little bit about the money we made because I wanted to make it real for people. I want no matter what level you're at, I wanted you to see these actual numbers and 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 hopefully resonate with them and see that it's possible, but not see that it's as Heather mentioned, overnight success. For our, so our first year of being location independent, have we would have like we were lucky when not lucky, but we made 20k. And that was probably like, that might be fudged a little bit. Like we were at maybe at 20K or a touch <laughs> Which under. is not very much money for two adults. Now, we didn't have a mortgage. We didn't have a car. We didn't have these big expenses because we were living with family members and, and also traveling. And when we traveled, we didn't travel luxuriously by any means. You know, we were frugally traveling and we made a lot of sacrifices that year. A lot of sacrifices and we worked really hard and we put in a lot of hours. Those don't always equate a lot of hours and working hard. This time it did. Like we were quote unquote, and I hate this word, grinding, <laughs> but it was this yeah. is this was the yeah, grind yeah, for sure. Year one. Year two, same thing. Still working really hard, still traveling a bit, still trying to figure out how to make it work. But we made $50,000. So again, not setting the world on fire, certainly weren't living in any lap of luxury, but we were able to do enough that we said, all right, this is a substantial upgrade over what we did in year one. Then in year three, we kind of hit a benchmark where we hit six figures. Barely hitting. I Traff said that it was one. It was a hundred and one thousand. And I remember sitting there <laughs> saying, like, oh my gosh, I just wanna I wanna be able to like hit that number of a hundred K. And so year three we did that. So again, still working really hard, still not in this, the same spot we were at today, but we were seeing progress. And a lot of that happened because, as we mentioned, our first real project that did something, the Paradise Pack, that was the conduit to say, oh my gosh, this gives us a little bit. This was the first time I felt like we had a little bit of breathing room. Right. You know, again, $100,000, a lot of people would be happy with that. This is two people working on it. So, you know, use that as a benchmark. But it, we had a bit of breathing room it wasn't as much like oh my gosh hand to mouth like what are we gonna yeah, do yeah i mean definitely as people who as i am a person who likes to shop i remember those first few years i mean just not even buying things for myself even necessary things sometimes you know there were sacrifices made Lots for of, this journey there were sacrifices <laughs> made and then year four five and six which takes us up to current day now we are at the hundred and fifty thousand dollar mark right around there all three of those years. And Heth, I, I, we're going to be totally transparent here. You said, well, I don't really want to talk about this because we haven't in, improved. Like year well, four, five, and me, six, it's the same amount of it's money. It's the same amount of money. That doesn't sound impressive. And it, it doesn't, well, it is impressive. It's not that it doesn't sound impressive, but to me, it's like for our business, I always want to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And Trav made a good point that even though it's been the same for three years, like our lifestyle has been amazing Completely changed. Completely and enjoyable changed. and we haven't had to grind so hard or hustle so hard. We've had a lot of work-life balance where we're, we're actually working a lot less than 
we used to, especially I had wit, you know, so for the past year and a half, I haven't been working as much and it allows us to have this lifestyle. So while it's not like this huge figure that sounds super impressive, we are living incredibly comfortably and happily because of this. Yeah. And I think that is the lesson that I wanted to point out here. The honorable mention lesson before even getting into seven was that success doesn't have to be just measured monetarily, especially people. If you guys are listening, you're like, I want location independence. A lot of people want that, want to build a business as a means to an end and the end goal is to travel. And so some people may, if you're going to travel through Southeast Asia, you might only have to make $2,000 a month to feel totally comfortable if you're a single person or even if you're a couple. If you have a family of six and you want to travel through Western Europe and you want to stay in nice places, like your number is higher. And so numbers can skew a bit. And they and, can change. And they can mean different things. And they can mean different And that's things. in year four when we made $150,000, we were working a lot more hours, doing things a lot differently and much, much more stressed. And so for me, the big win in the last year has been my stress level has dropped probably 90%. And that's because we have better work-life balance. We've hired people, amazing people who will work with us at Location Indian, the Paradise Pack, an extra pack of peanuts, who have taken a lot off our plate. And the cool part about it is we've been able to pay them, help them earn a location independent income. So when I say our amount is 150K. That's not actually what our business made. It's a lot more than that. Yeah, so. we've been able to, to lead a much better, I would say almost 180 degree turn of lifestyle instead of year four had, we were making decent money, but I was super stressed and almost thinking, wow, this almost at times feels like a job again. This isn't exactly what I envision location independence. Now, not to say it's always perfect, but it certainly is much easier. Well, we've been able easier. to expand our team and work on big projects and do some things at a higher level, but with less stress. So that's a really important thing to note. Yeah. So as you go through this and as your location independent journey, and as we continue to talk about the lessons that we've learned, just keep in the back of your mind, like it is about the lifestyle. And that doesn't always mean money. My year six lifestyle, making the same amount of money is infinitely better than my year four lifestyle. Yeah. And so, Whew, so we did it. We gave the numbers, which made me feel very uncomfortable, but you're right. It is an important lesson to share with people that it's not just all about those dollar dollars. It's not all about those dollars. I wanted you to see like we really struggled in the beginning. Now we're able to do something comfortable. For some of you, 150K might be an unimaginable amount. For some of you, it might be like, yeah, I'm doing that at my job now. I just want to replace that. So everyone's journey is unique. Our journey is unique. And we want to give you, though, the seven overarching lessons that we've learned that I think everyone, no matter if you're starting out or whether you're already on this journey, can relate to. And the first lesson is a really important one that took us a long time to figure out. And that is especially for people who are very particular, which Trav and I both tend to be this way. Perfectionism is your worst enemy. So maybe you're a perfectionist. You really want to put out high quality things. Of course, you want your content or whatever you're working on to be amazing. But sometimes you just have to do it and put it out there, whether it's perfect or not. And let me tell you, when we started Extra Pack of Peanuts and Trav was the only one writing and doing the blog then, some of his early posts, I mean, they're not going to be as good as the posts that we put out years later. So 
You just Even t- though I was probably more of a perfectionist then. Yeah. I mean, now they might not sound as good because it takes a while to do your, do your voice. But in the beginning, I was so afraid to hit publish because I thought it was, you know, once it was done, it was done. But the beauty of this lifestyle and especially the beauty of doing stuff online is that everything is changeable. If you're writing a blog, you could go back in and change it years later. You you might not. I, I were working on going back and actually updating a lot of the posts. But everything is changeable not just in your work, but in the life. And we're going to get into the, that's why one of the things we love about the LI lifestyle is that when you look at an opportunity and when you can travel where you want and work and live where you want, these perfect things don't have to be perfect. So your trip does not have to be the best trip ever because of the fact that it's not necessarily a once in a lifetime hath in a good way because you're saying, wait, my life is now based around travel. So if I take a trip and it doesn't go as well as I thought, or I get sick, or I just don't feel the place that I'm at, or for example, one time we left Bali early because it was rainy season. You it were was home. The holidays, sick. It, you know, it was All like a week stuff. and a half before Christmas. I wanted to be at home for Christmas. One of the reasons we felt comfortable doing that was we said you know what, we have the freedom to be able to come back if we want to. And we realize that's not a freedom a lot of people have, but that's why we're so passionate about teaching location independence is that was a blessing for us to say we want to come home instead of, well, let's stay because we quote unquote have to. Yeah, it's our only chance to do this. So yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, sometimes things just like roll along smoothly and perfectly and that's amazing too. But yeah, not everything has to be perfect and it won't be. It won't be and it can and it can be changed whether it's your work, whether it's your trip, whatever. It's nice to like live in the moment and say I'm doing this and this is my best effort right now and we can go back and change it later. And speaking of change, number 2, what do you want changes? And that's okay because Location India allows that. You know, your business can change a little bit. What it looks like in our year one is much different from what it looks like in our year six and seven. And and that's okay. And that's also exciting. Yeah. This brings us back to that home base idea. So when we first started, we were nomadic. We left Japan. When we come home, we live with my parents, with Heather's sister, and we were traveling around a lot. And to me, that was what you had to do. I mean, we we certainly enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. No, the traveling was awesome, but sometimes it was very stressful because we didn't know when we should be working or when we should be enjoying this new country or city that we were in. And it was, we felt a little bit of guilt because we weren't pushing ourselves hard enough. Or then when we did want to go out and explore, we thought, well, we should be working. And it was just, it was a little challenging finding that balance. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the entrepreneur's guilt throughout a few of these, but you hit on that, Heth, is that we weren't doing either really well. We weren't growing the business really well. And, and, you know, in the beginning, you need some time to figure it out anyway. But we weren't growing the business really well. And we weren't, I wouldn't say traveling really well because we weren't as carefree because we had that, oh my gosh, what should I do today? Should I go out and explore the rice paddy? Should I work? And you kind of did a half-assed job of both of it. And then you're like, well, that kind of stinks. Let me, and we've since figured out a way to kind of. Yeah, I mean, we just had no that. idea what we were doing in the beginning. Just right. no idea. And, and, <laughs> and so and we didn't know what would work for us either as a couple and as partners. We certainly didn't. And what you want also changes. So in the beginning, we were nomadic. And, and I thought that that's what our life was going to be. You just keep traveling around and, and you just keep bumping around and bumping around and bumping around. And, and that's just it with no end in sight. Heth came to me in August of 2015. We said we'd get back to this and said, I don't want 
to keep traveling this way. I cannot be nomadic like that. I want to move back into the house that we own, that we have been renting out. I want a home base. And when she said that, I fought it as hard as I've ever fought anything else. I, <laughs> I even remember saying, Heather, we're travel bloggers and travel podcasters. Like, we cannot have a home base. And, you know, it was this idea, like societal idea or idea in my head that people are going to judge us if we have a home that we live in. We are complete frauds. I remember thinking that. Yeah. We're travelers. We have to be out there every single day on the road checking out. I didn't ever even think about the fact that I might burn out. I just thought that's what I had to do. And I fought you hard. I'm like, I'm not doing it. And you basically said to me, well, I am. So you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just thought it was really important for us because we had this home that we had been renting out. And long story short, our tenants kind of at the last minute, like we're not going to do another year lease. So we'd have to find new people at the last minute to move into our house. And it was just at the point where I was feeling really burnt out. I said, well, we have this home. Why don't we live in it for a little bit and just see how it goes? And for me, that was kind of a big win, not because I won like the argument or whatever. But well, I mean, me, you did because we're here. Well, I did. But it was a big win for me for our business because to me at that time in, in 2015, you know, we'd been struggling for years. And I thought if we can afford to take on something like a mortgage and still have the lifestyle that we want of traveling, this is huge. This is success. It's kind me. of for us. And now I realize I came on board very quickly, but that to us now has become the best possible situation. Like the golden ticket is, hey, we have a home base that we can come to, we can enjoy, but when we want to travel, we travel. And when now, we're home, we work. And when we travel, sometimes we work, but sometimes we just travel. Yeah, and it took me all of three days. We moved back <laughs> August 1st, 2015. I remember this. By August 4th, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best decision ever. I felt so much more at peace. Our house was a wreck. Oh yeah, we, we had, had tenants for how many? Couple, five five years? years. So I mean, it Ooh. wasn't like the place was nice, no. but I just remember <laughs> nice waking now. up and being like, Oh my gosh, if I need to work, like I have internet that I know works. It was so different than my mindset when I was trying to work on the road. And and you have space. Like the first thing I did actually, this is, you know, a little insight into marriage. I the first room that I really wanted to redo and paint and look nice was an office for Trap because, you know, he'd been working out of like weird places and guest rooms and people's houses. And, you know, if you don't have a good work environment to be creative and produce content and work, it's really challenging. So I was like, hmm, maybe I'll make an office for Trav and then he'll really see that this can be a good decision. Yeah. And and it was. And that was a huge change in my in my sh mental shift. Like it was it was different to have a home base. But within three days, I knew it was better. And then my whole stress with having a home base came from feeling like a fraud because we were like travelers and now we sure. weren't going to do that. And I honestly thought, a little more insight, that Heather, once she got her claws sunk in a home base, <laughs> would never want to leave. So I had all these- I don't these... know why he would think that. I, know. I mean, I it was still stupid, love to travel. <laughs> but I had all these perceptions. Like that, I thought I was a fraud. I thought we would never leave. And then I also thought, how are we going to do this financially? Because when we travel, we're going to have a mortgage. And then I just thought, I'm teaching all these people. I had a lot of thoughts about it then. <laughs> I'm teaching all these people how to lead unconventional lives, how to become location independent. Why don't I think a little outside the box? And we decided when we traveled, we would try to Airbnb this house. And it 
it worked. You know, essentially when we traveled, most of the times you're able to cover most of or all of the mortgage, but it just came from the shift of, wait, I can have both. We can I make just it have work. to figure it out. Yeah. So just realize that what you want changes and that's totally cool because instead of you having to change your lifestyle around your work, this idea of location independence changes with you as you have a family and kids or as you want a home base or maybe you're older and you're saying, I don't want a home base. I actually want to get out and travel. The beauty is you get to make the decision. Yeah. And that's such an amazing feeling. Lesson number three, huge lesson here. Accountability is hands down the most important factor in determining success. And in this way, we're talking about success, becoming location independent. There is not a single more important thing. I say this with 100% certainty. There is not anything that's as important as accountability. Your motivation isn't as important. The idea you have isn't as important. Your How good you are with money isn't as important. How creative you are isn't as important. <laughs> nothing is as nothing important is as, as accountability. Because with accountability comes the follow through. And, you know, when we started expanding our team in 2015, um, when you hired Joanna, and then we've we've since then, you know, hired other people. And then last year in 2018, we basically hired kind of an accountability coach, business strategist, and that's Vanessa. We've talked about her before. She came to our home, worked with us for three days, helped us plan out a strategy for this whole year of 2019. And the most important thing is that then she holds us accountable to it. Like, are we meeting these goals? And it's just so nice to have somebody else like rooting for you and and literally just making you work to accomplish your goals. Yeah, That's when, huge. When people come into Location Indie, into our community, and, and they join and they're paying per month and like, I want to become location. Everyone wants to become location independent who comes in because they're at, they're putting money up saying, I'm going to, I'm going to spend $49 a month to join. And so everyone's motivated, right? No one comes in like, oh, I just want to give Trav and Jason $49 a month. I don't care. <laughs> no, not at all. Everyone's motivated to come in and, and do this. But the people who succeed, I can almost unequivocally draw a line and say, anyone who has succeeded has been part of a mastermind group. If you're not sure what a mastermind group is, it's just a smaller accountability group, usually three to five people that meet every other week. And it's it's other people in location any that they're part of a mastermind group. And so you have this core group of people holding you accountable, as Heather mentioned, cheering you on, being in your corner, giving you new ideas, giving you new ideas, perspective. Exactly. And so if I draw a line and say anyone who's successful, have they been in a mastermind group? The answer is yes. And if I look at it and say, hey, why have these people not succeeded? It's not because they weren't motivated. It's not because they didn't have a good idea. It's because they didn't have accountability. They weren't in a mastermind group. And that's why I'm super excited because for the first time in this year's Paradise Pack, the sixth version of the Paradise Pack, 2019, we have a guide in there by Chelsea Dinsmore, one of my favorite people in the world. And she's huge into mastermind groups as well. So we just, we jive I've said jive twice now. We <laughs> get along so well because both of us know and have seen from our success and from everyone we've taught, mastermind groups and accountability is the most important thing. And so we have a guide in there that teaches you all of what you need to know and how to start a mastermind group, keep it going, 
everything, if you're not familiar with it, of how to get it up and running and have a successful mastermind. I'm so excited that that's a part of this year's Paradise Pack because accountability, and I'll say it one more time, is the most important factor in determining if you're going to become location independent or not, nothing else. And that's a huge lesson that I've learned over the years because in the beginning, Heth, one of the reasons we struggled so much I didn't have. Yeah, I didn't know anyone else no was doing it. We had it. each other. Neither one of us are experts in online business or entrepreneurship. And having a partner hold you accountable, like a spouse, is it's can be hard. very hard. Yeah, you need somebody outside your immediate family and friend group. And I mean, that doesn't mean your accountability partner or mastermind can't become your friends. Of course, they can, and they usually do. But yeah, you just you can't. You can't do it alone. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons that we struggled. And the biggest thing that changed from our struggle, and I I touched on this when we went through our timeline, was when we did the Paradise Pack, it was our first real big win to give us breathing room. And I did that with Jason and we became accountability partners and just really, really amazing friends. And we just continued to push ourselves. And it was the first time I had someone else that was doing this that I could lean on and he could lean on me. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that in lesson number six as well. But accountability, absolutely crucial. It will determine whether you succeed or not in this. Number four, this is Heather's pet. (laughs) This is mine because Trav actually said, this is such a boring number. Like, let's put it in the middle. It's so boring. And it's because he doesn't enjoy this at all. But I love this number. And that is treating your business as an actual business and not a hobby, which, you know, sounds not that much like a big lesson. lesson well, and or, it kind of it goes or, with number three is like accountability. Right. I mean, it this is like almost spread over all these lessons because if you treat it as a business, you start to do some of the things we're talking about. Right. And the reason I think it's important is because I've talked with other people who are becoming location independent and, you know, they've said that they have had trouble with some of these things. And when I say treating your business as a business, that means tracking your money, your income, what's coming in, what's coming out, having quarterly check-ins to see how each quarter of the year is going, structured meetings where you're talking about your goals and if you've accomplished them and if they're working. And for Trav, this is not something that he enjoys at all because he likes to be creative in the shiny new thing. And what are we going to work on next? I'm like, okay, but what about what we have been working on? And is this thing that we wanted to do moving forward? And yeah, it's not fun. It's not sexy. It's a meeting talking about stuff that isn't fun. I but like, it's really important. I know. And I see the value in it. And I like to move ahead so much that it one of the best parts about our location in the community is our, which is funny because I run our monthly accountability <laughs> calls yeah. where we, we do this. It's structured and we're like, let's look back. Let's make sure like, let's look at your goals from last month, things like that. I like leading it. I like doing it. With with other people, sometimes I guess but I don't like doing it. Don't with- like doing it with our business because we have to talk about money and income. But then it's you know what's happening. And I've talked to some other people who are entrepreneurs, and they're like, "Yeah, like sometimes I'm so stressed out because we're not tracking really what we're making or how things are going, and it's so stressful. And we just kind of bury our heads in the sand." I am not. That sucks. I want to know how things are going. I want to know. Like, so when we did our meeting with Vanessa, that was kind of the first time that we even looked back over all of our income over the past years and knew exactly what we had made together as a couple, which to me was really important. It's like, well, if you're stressed out about something, but I don't know, 
then we can't really work as a team. I am not much <laughs> of a systems person. No. I'm much more big picture, look ahead, you know, get this create, going, create. create, and not put super strategic systems in place, or not even strategic, but not even put like super like systems in place that just kind of then get the ball rolling. But I will say that the biggest change, and we said, wasn't the money from year five to to now because the money stayed the same the biggest change in the last two years has been the amount of stress i've had which is way less the amount of hours we're working which is way less and the more efficient we are with the hours we're working which is way better and that is because of treating our business as a business and not a hobby so even though i said this was a boring one and i actually said we we put these in an order that we thought flowed well uh, a little bit of like behind the curtains of creating this podcast and we were like, which one should go first? We have to lead out of the gate strong. Perfectionism, like that's cool. And I was like, put this right in the middle. <laughs> so people are already listening, but they also want to get to the end. Um, but it's super important. And and this doesn't mean don't have fun with it because sure. a business can be fun. Like hobby doesn't mean fun and business means boring. It just means start thinking about it in a way that you want to make it sustainable. And if you want to do that, what do you have to do? And, and like Heather said, you have to track your money. You should have check-ins at least every quarter, maybe every month. You know, you should really take stock of what you're doing and run it like a business instead of just saying, oh yeah, it'll work out, which is sometimes And And do. let me just say this. If you're not some, if you're more of a Travis and not a Heather, it took Travel a long time because when he and Jason first hired Joanna, they put up a schedule and it would be like, okay, every Tuesday, I think it was a Tuesday, we're having this call for the first couple of months even. Trav would forget about the call, even yes. though it was on his calendar. Yes. You know what I mean? So it didn't happen overnight where he became a little more structured. It, no. It took some time, but it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Talking about structure, this is one of my favorite quote. It's not a quote. This is one of my, my favorite things to say because it's so true and I've seen it work in my life. Number five, lesson number five. Organization and structure leads to spontaneity. So you're probably thinking, wait, organization and structure are the exact opposite of spontaneity. But we have seen this work so incredibly well in our lives. And I'll give you an example. In the beginning, Heth, when we started out, 2012, we were struggling, but we were like, oh, life is fine. Like, I mean, we weren't saying life is fine. Sometimes we're like, we're doing it, but it's, it's, it's tough. But we're able to do what we want. And so one of the outlets was to just do what we wanted whenever we wanted. So I'd like, oh, I don't want to work right now in the, during the day. I just want to chill. And then I'd start working at night. This is where this entrepreneur's guilt kept creeping up. It's this, oh my gosh, I should be working more. Because when you're doing something for yourself or you're an entrepreneur, you can always do more, especially if you're a perfectionist, right? Mm -hmm. So those kind of dovetail together. But it led me to just always feel guilty then of saying, well, I, when can I stop work? When do I stop work? Like I should work more. Or when we we're traveling, well, I feel guilty going out and, you know, spending the day walking around Rome and getting a motorbike in Bali because I should be doing work because we're not making a lot. And the more I work, the more money we're going to make because that's what I, that's what you're taught, you know, to think the more hours equals more money. That's not the case here. Right. So organization and structure, some of what you talked about almost like as a big picture, but I want to break it down and say almost organization and structure on a more daily basis leads you to be able to be spontaneous. So for us, Heth, we know Tuesdays and Thursdays are the days that we usually record. So if someone asks us to do something on a Tuesday and Thursday, no, yeah, like, we're not doing that. Here's the thing about being an entrepreneur, especially in the beginning. And because in the beginning we were more flexible, someone wanted to meet for lunch. Sure, yeah. 
oh my gosh, we would go meet for lunch. Oh my like, gosh, it was as if we were unemployed or retired. Yeah. Retired is a better yeah. way. People, everyone <laughs> called us to go do stuff during the day, right? That's because they're like, oh, well, Trav and Heather yeah. aren't working. But then they also would call us to do things for them, like favors, and we would be like, yeah, I want to help you, but like I actually do need to get work done, and. That's the thing when when you're an entrepreneur, if you don't set those boundaries, people will think that you're available anytime to do things like go out for lunch or do a favor or whatever. And you might feel like you have to do that. But if you set up boundaries and you say, okay, this is when I'm working like every day from you know noon to six or something, whatever, because you can make your own schedule. But if you're really consistent about it then you say no I can't meet you for lunch today no I can't do that because this is my work day and now that I have wit I do this all the time it's like Tuesdays and Thursdays are the days that I work because we have childcare for wit and if somebody asks me to do something I say I'm sorry I can't because I have to work today I have to record a podcast or I have to do this newsletter or whatever and then you've created these batteries in the other days when you can do things you don't feel bad because you're like, I've gotten my work done. It was a work day. It was really structured. I accomplished a lot. Now this day, I'm going to go do whatever I want. Yeah. I used to think nine to five was so lame, right? That's what we were, I was escaping. <laughs> I was, yeah. You know, we're digital nomads. We're location independent. We don't work nine to five. Right. And instead, and now I don't work nine to five because that's a lot of hours to work if you're actually working hard. But it's I love having more structure now. And so I might work 10 to three right and here's the thing it's the rule like it's it's the rule that that's when we're working right tuesday and thursday we're recording now if you make an exception to that then it's it's okay it's not saying you have to be so structured that 100% you're always doing that but it's only like a big exception i'll give everyone an example this happened yesterday we set out our week, Heather and I. We said, all right, we're recording this podcast on Tuesday. We're going to do some recording on Thursday. You know, I know that I have location indie events on Tuesday. So we kind of mapped our schedule. Monday was a little freer for me to take care of some stuff. Wednesday sometimes turns a little freer. And then Fridays, I like to call like my connection days. So if someone does want to go out to lunch, get on a phone call or something like that, that's not super time sensitive. I'm always like, oh, let's do it on a Friday. So it's almost like a free day. Well, yesterday... Uh, we, I have a cousin. She got hit by a car. She's okay, but she was hurt and she got hit by a car and she needs someone to come watch her kids. And she called Heather and I. I was like, can you please come? Like, I got to go to the emergency room, this and that. Well, now I'm not saying if it was a Tuesday, we wouldn't, uh, you know, that makes it sound bad. Like, no way. But what I mean is like when it happened on a Monday, we looked at a schedule. I'm like, okay, some of the stuff that I need to get done, we can go watch our kids. I can do it more in the afternoon. So it allowed me to be spontaneous to do that. Because of the fact that I knew we had a set schedule and I wasn't feeling guilty then of like, wait, well, shouldn't I be recording podcasts? No, I know Heather and I are recording on Tuesday. This organization structure, and one way that we've been able to do this is with batching, right? So batching the type of work. Tuesdays are recording days. Thursdays are recording days. You know, maybe Wednesday is uh, creative days. It's been super, super helpful. It's also been helpful, Heth in not feeling guilty when we travel because big picture, we're kind of batching work and travel. Yeah, and that was another thing with planning out our entire 2019 that we knew when we were going to take trips, when we knew we were going to go to conferences, when we were launching our big projects like Paradise Pack and Frequent Flyer Bootcamp. And just having that all out on the calendar for a whole year, which sounds obvious and maybe most of you out there do these things already, kudos to you, but we didn't do this as much. And then also our team members are like, okay, when are we launching Frequent Flyer Bootcamp? What do we have to do leading up to it? You know, all of our team members are floundering out there, but with being more organized and structured, 
Everybody knows what's going on. It's on the schedule. And then everybody knows when they can travel and do fun things. So it's just really important for yourselves. And if you have people working for you, it's important for them. This, this is probably the biggest lesson that I learned, this organization and structurally spontaneity. That and, and the home base thing, those are the biggest mental shifts that I had in these last seven years is saying, I'm not organized and structured naturally, or I am in my own way, but it doesn't really work for people around me as much. <laughs> I now know this is like, so if you feel that way, like this is imperative and you can do it. And especially as we mentioned with travel and work, now we know when we're traveling. So for example, we're doing the Paradise Pack, April 23rd through April 29th. We, I'm at home. We know we're digging in, getting into like the nitty gritty, have to be around. There's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out for work. So we're going to work a lot more and we've cleared our schedule off so that we can be around to do all that. April 30th, the day after the Paradise Pack, we're hopping on a flight to Croatia and we're going for 12 days. I'm not going to feel guilty that I'm not doing work because I've already said, hey, I'm going to batch it. I'll be around to do specific things that I need to do, but I'm going to be going on a quote unquote vacation because we batched our work and said, we've got a big project. Let's be around. Let's dig in. And then when we travel, let's just enjoy that instead of trying to do both. So it sounds counterintuitive. Organization and structure leads to spontaneity. But what it does is get rid of that entrepreneur's guilt that all of you probably feel all the time if you're not as structured where you say, well, I should be doing this. Well, I should, And you're constantly fighting the battle in your head. This is the way I found to get rid of that is by batching, being organized, being structured. And that then gives you permission to be spontaneous on, at certain times and to enjoy your travel when you're actually traveling. Number six. Also very important and also usually pretty darn fun. And that is what we call networking, social networking. But I'm not talking about Facebook and Instagram. I'm talking about meeting people in real life. So as you know, we are online entrepreneurs. Sometimes we might not see people, other people for a while because we're holed up in our office at home. And we're not meeting other or, or people. We're traveling, or we're traveling. Which then we usually meet people, yeah, we meet but people, not but entrepreneurs all the time. Not always. So number six is really important because you need to surround yourself with other people who are doing the same thing. And when you meet them in person, it's you can develop such meaningful relationships. And we've seen this happen time and time again over the past seven years. Yeah, we don't necessary like i love you know you hear networking and people think like i'm gonna go to this thing and hand out my business cards and there's gonna be like cold hors d'oeuvres and maybe <laughs> an open bar if i'm lucky that's not the networking we're talking about at all we're talking about saying yes to opportunities that come up we talked about the importance of accountability right but on a bigger scale not everyone you meet when you say yes to opportunities, it's going to be someone who holds you accountable. That's kind of like your core group. But this is just surrounding yourself with the vibe of people who are doing really cool stuff. And you see that by saying yes to opportunities, even if you're scared, even if there's a conference that you're like, I don't know anyone there. This is going to be weird for me to go to. Guess what? I guarantee probably in day one, maybe day two, if you're a little more introverted, You'll, if you're at the right conferences, you'll think, I can't believe there's this many amazing people doing stuff that I want to do and giving me so much energy. Yeah, and it might be something outside of your comfort zone, especially if you're a little more introverted. But it's so important because you meet these people. We've met so many people through going to meetups and conferences that 
we really enjoy attending, like World Domination Summit, or we went to, you know, Nomadic Mats Travel Con last year. And you just, you, you meet people that could be on the same level as you, could be at higher levels than you, lower levels than you, all sorts of people. It doesn't matter because that connection you make can really be a supportive person for you. Yeah, you cannot recreate the energy that is there when people are meeting in person. It's just impossible. You know, we do a lot of, we're big proponents, obviously, we're talking about location independence, of being able to do stuff from anywhere, virtually, right? We Our team members can be all over the world and we can chat with them, we can hold meetings. We can sell Paradise Packs to people in every single country of the world. That's great. So the online thing is amazing, but you cannot replicate the energy that comes out and the bond that you form when you meet people in person. Just to give you guys some examples of saying yes to opportunities. So going to the first World Domination Summit that I went to, I was nervous because Heather was not going to get a ticket. We didn't have enough money. This was like year two, remember, not making much money there. This is year two. I'm like, I don't know anyone here. I've never met a single person here in real life. Yet from that conference, I've met some of the most important people in my life now. Jason and I met at that conference, which spurred the Paradise Pack. I met my buddy Jacob Sokol, who became a mentor to me. I met a friend of mine named Sean Keener, who's like another mentor to me, who invited me to a special like small group. And here's an example of saying yes to an opportunity. He invited me to like this small group meetup of about seven or eight people at his cabin in Washington state. And I remember Heth, we were like, should I go? I was like, should I go? Yeah, you know, We've been we traveling weren't in a lot. Portland at the time. We were actually, I think in Colorado house sitting. And Travis was like, yeah, Keener invited me to do this thing. And I don't know, like, is it worth going back to Portland? We have frequent flyer miles. So yeah, we can get there for free. We should, def- you should do it. And I said to Travis, if somebody that you respect asks you to do something, just say yes, because you don't know what opportunities can come from that. And I mean, I, I I'll give know, you a I real life example to, of this opportunity yeah. that came of this. Fred, who you guys might not know his name, but you probably heard Tortuga Backpacks on this podcast quite a bit. Fred, the founder of Tortuga Backpacks, him and I had, had been chatting before, but had never met in person. We, I actually told Keener, he was like, is there anyone else you can think of that would be cool to come to this? And I said, you should invite Fred from Tortuga Backpacks. He seems like a great guy. Never met him in person. He, he showed up, talk about saying yes, last minute. Keener invited him like two days beforehand. <laughs> he flew up from LA, up to Washington State. There was like seven of us. Fred and I and a bunch of other people got to meet. And since then, Tortuga has been a sponsor of almost every single episode of this podcast. We have an awesome working relationship with them. Fred's a good friend. And that all came because he said yes, spur of the moment, to come this, you know, seven-person meetup. I said yes and, and thought of him to come. And so that is something that came out of that. You know, we went to Africa. I'll just give, rattle through one more example. We went to Africa. It was going to be $7,000. There's another podcast episode if you're interested. It's called Why We Spent $7,000 to Spend 10 Days in Africa. Typically, as they know, Heth, we do not spend a ton of money on travel. We're not going super luxury. We're Seven, not staying at five-star resorts. $7,000 was a lot, a lot of money for us to spend. But we said yes to this opportunity, and we went with a good friend of ours, uh, Stu McLaren, um, who runs a, a course called Tribe. And there was a bunch of entrepreneurs there, all who were doing seven, not a bunch, actually, there was only like five, but all doing seven-figure businesses. And we were by far the lowest level people there. We had this amazing opportunity to spend 10 days with these people, talking about business, picking their brain, you know, talking about collaborations. It really, really helped us see the other side of entrepreneurship and really helped us level up our mindset while also 
going on an amazing safari and seeing an amazing yeah place. and and visiting schools in the area that the village impact Stu and Amy's charity you know built so it was just an amazing trip and if we had said no to that you know things could end up differently we're just saying that networking in quotes is is kind of lame when you think about it but if you think outside the box of just meeting really cool people and Putting yourself in situations to meet them and then saying yes to other situations that might then scare you, whether that's hanging out with people who you know are playing a bigger game than you, whether that's spending money that you're like, I mean, you know, I don't really have it, but I know it'll be worth it. Whether that just means, you know, you're more introverted and you're saying, I'm going to go to this conference because I think it's going to be good for me. I can guarantee that it's worth its weight in gold to do that. And it's way more fun than your traditional quote-unquote networking meeting. So get out and meet people. Lesson number seven. The last lesson. Last lesson. It's important because everybody doubts themselves, but becoming location independent is possible. It's possible for every single person who wants to do it. It's possible and it is worth it. And that's the last lesson. It's possible and it's worth it. When we started out, I did not really think well first off i didn't know the term location independence when i started out but let's but then i i did pretty quickly i'm like oh digital nomad location independence i see other people doing it but i didn't know anyone doing it and i really doubted whether we were going to be able to make it work especially that first year i told you guys we were making 20k i was working harder than i'd ever worked in any other job and making way less money and i just thought i i i don't think this is going to work out but There were two things that I did know. One, even though I was working really, really hard and stressed out, I still loved what I was doing. And two, I thought, worst case scenario, if this doesn't work out and I have to, and I don't want to, but I have to go back and get a regular job, okay, well, we spent a year or two giving it a go, learning some important lessons, and also getting out there and traveling and having these experiences that we would never have been able to have at a regular job. So worst case scenario was... You go back to being a teacher or yeah, whatever. We spent a year or two stressed out and trying to make it work, but we had these amazing experiences too. So like that was not so a bad So there's not thing. much to lose basically is what you're saying. But the point is that it is possible. And I, for one, never really doubted that we could make it work. Could we make it work in the variation one of, you know, extra pack of peanuts blog and only getting credit card affiliates or travel writing an ebook that didn't really take off. Maybe hey. not. It's okay. But I, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking like, okay, this exact iteration of this will work, but some variation will work. And that I never doubted because if you I are, wish I could have bottled some of that motivation or thoughts up babe when i was sitting there and well, stressing out because i know and i had i remember having to tell you this all the freaking time like and if it doesn't work fine we'll just we'll go and we'll teach again and we will not be location independent so it's not that big a deal you're not gonna you know it's not like become location independent or you die you know you just go back to your normal job but i always thought if you were motivated enough and if you were willing to be flexible and change things up which trav is like he's the type of person because he's so creative He's always coming up with new ideas. So I knew that if one idea didn't work, the next one would, whatever that would be. So it's just about having, I guess, being super tenacious and just 
powering through and not giving up. Well, and one of the things that would have helped me feel the way, I don't know how you felt that way, mate. Well, because I believed in you. Right. So that was great. <laughs> and I, But I certainly didn't feel that way. One of the things that would have helped coming back to accountability, yeah, I think would have fast-tracked it, would have been around other people yes. who were doing it. Yes. I knew no one who was doing it. And that's why I didn't even really believe it was possible because the only thing I knew about it was people who were writing about it online. But when, you, know, you don't know them, so you just assume that they can do it because of X, Y, and Z. And you just point to the things you know about them that are on their about page that aren't you. Oh, they can do it because they live in this country. Yeah, they can do they it because they have yeah. a background in business. But we didn't have any people in our lives doing it. And that's one of the reasons, that is the main reason why you and Jason created Location Indie, the community, because you could start right away knowing other people who were doing it and surround yourself with those people because it was lonely. In it the was beginning. very, very lonely. And side note, one of the reasons we created the first Paradise Pack was just because we thought, man, there are people out there doing it. We don't know them. They have products that help others travel, live, and work anywhere. But I want to know them. Like I want to become better friends with them so that I can see the personal side of it and really believe it's possible for someone like me. Why don't we create a product that tries to get their courses in here so I get a relationship with them? It's the same reason we started the podcast. I wanted to actually build a relationship, even if it wasn't in person right away with these people who were doing this, to make myself believe that it was possible. And so our goal with this podcast today and with the the seven podcast series that's coming out later uh, next week when the Paradise Pack is launched and everything we're doing around the Paradise Pack and, and with this podcast is to make you believe and show you that it is possible. And I know that you guys are just listening to us on a podcast and you, some of you don't know us, a lot of you don't know us one-on-one or personally, but I want you to see our journey and say, okay, now I've listened to 55 minutes of them describe it. I, I can see how I could maybe wake, make it work too. And I, probably a lot faster than us. Well, you, <laughs> Hopefully I, a lot faster than I us. I can guarantee if you guys listen to the, the podcast we put out earlier this week with Jamie Atkinson, if you if you haven't, go listen to that because he talks all about he, how he was able to become location independent in five months. He got the Paradise Pack two years ago. He started implementing it and he says, you know, if I didn't have the Paradise Pack and a framework and stuff that taught me how to do this, there's no way I would be able to do this in five months. But all I did was get the Paradise Pack and start working through it and say, wow, this is not only is this possible, but now someone's showing me exactly the steps I have to take. I mean, five months is a lot better than five years. And I, uh, I would say, yes. I would yes, say it took five <laughs> years for me to really, really feel like I am not going back. You know, it was only probably three year, two or three years ago where I was like, I this is my life now. You know, I'm not going back and we've made it. And so it is 100% possible. I hope this has helped you see that it is possible. We also have some guides out there if you guys are on our newsletter list of people, of other people who are doing it. Because what I like to do, Heth, and I think this is super helpful, tell me if you like seeing this, is real stories and real examples of real people doing it the more you can pull back the curtain, the more hopefully you as a listener can say, okay, I see that they're a normal person, not just someone who I can't Got relate lucky to. or was successful because of X, Y, and Z. You know, it can happen for you too. Yeah. And the, the other part of this lesson, so we said it is possible. We hit that home. Please, please, please believe me when I say I didn't think I was going to make it work. And I did. And I really didn't think it was possible. And it is because we've made it work. And this is as this is now our ultimate dream lifestyle. Again, 
what was it? Lesson number two. It'll probably change, right? <laughs> like, well, our dream lifestyle will change and we'll get to change with it. But the second part of it is it is worth it. And so we struggled. And that's why I wanted you guys to see the numbers. That's why I wanted to be super honest about it. That first year was definitely the hardest thing we've ever done. Don't get us wrong. We were traveling. We were we were having fun. Like, you know, we we it was interesting and we were learning. But I mean, to live off twenty thousand dollars a year with two people and and be working that hard, there was a ton of doubt. But coming out on the other side, I can honestly say if I knew that I had to struggle for those first couple years to get to where I am now. And again, you won't have to struggle this long because there's a lot more resources out there to help you. The Paradise Pack is one of them. This podcast is another. If you said to me, you're, you're going to have to struggle for a couple of years to come out and now have what you have now, would you do it again? 1,000% yes, percent, absolutely. I would. It is worth it, especially because the struggle compared to all things in life, you know, Right. Is relative. <laughs> relative. Sure. And here we are living this amazing lifestyle where we can travel when we want we get to work we get to have awesome friends who are doing cool things we get to do those things with them sometimes we get to have an amazing team of people that we can pay to do work that they can do stuff better than us now we have a son who is beautiful and amazing and that we get to spend a lot of time with because we make our own schedule and that's incredible and now we're gonna have another baby which we found out the gender of and it is a girl which is super exciting super and super super exciting for me so we're gonna have one of each and we'll get to spend a lot of time with this baby too and isn't that the ultimate goal that if you want to start a family that you don't have to be that parent who isn't able to make certain events in their lives because you're working a traditional job yeah, exactly. No matter where you are in your life, whether it's starting a family, having a family, whether you're retired and you want to travel more, whether you're you're young and you're just saying, I don't want to be a wage slave. I just want to get out of this cubicle and see the world. The idea is that this lifestyle is anything you want to make it. And we have changed our lifestyle. As Heather said, many, many iterations. We've changed our business. There are many, many iterations. But the beauty of it, and, and not only is it worth it because now we're on the other side a little bit and we say, hey, we get to live the life that we want. Even when you're slogging through it, you're learning so much and everything is new. So, so exciting. It, it's it's stressful. It's exciting. It's hard. But ultimately, you're making yourself a better person because you're doing something you want to do and you're pushing your comfort zone in travel, in business, and in a lot of facets. And that that ultimately is what I think life should be about is continued growth. And one of the ways to do that is by taking on something that that is different and that pushes you a bit. And we certainly did that. So I just want you guys to know it's possible and it is 1000% worth it. So if you're just getting started or you're in a bit of a slog where you're like, man, can I keep going? Can I keep doing it? Yes, yes, yes. Please, please, please keep doing it. And one of the best things you can do is find a framework and find people you trust to help you along the way. We've done that with the Paradise Pack. Again, it's only available April 23rd through April 29th, 2019. So if you're listening to this live, it is not available yet. If you're listening to a few days later, hey, it might be launched. You could check it out, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash paradise. What we do there is we bring together people who have done it. I talked about Chelsea a little bit, my buddy Brian. We bring in people who are living the lifestyle, who are doing it authentically and who want to help other people get there much faster and with a lot less tears and a lot less heartache than it took them to get there. 
We take their courses, everything from starting a mastermind to how to make your first 10K to how to uh, grow your blog, all these different facets of things that you might want to do to become location independent. We put these courses together to over $5,000 worth of products and we sell it for a 90% discount. It's only available one week only, April 23rd through April 29th. When midnight happens on April 29th, it is gone forever. So next year when we do the Paradise Pack, it's all brand new products. Okay, so you'll never be able to get this bundle ever again. It's only available for seven days. And we truly believe that this is the absolute best thing you can do if you want to become location independent, invest a little bit of money in yourself to start following the path towards location independent by learning from people who have done it. And those are the courses that are in this year's Paradise Pack. You can check all the courses out there. There's over 15. Go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash paradise. Almost anything you could want to do to become location independent, whether that's like a freelancer, starting your blog, anything like that, all types of facets we cover in those courses. And maybe that sounds a little bit overwhelming, like 15 courses, but each year we've gotten a little bit better and we even created a roadmap so that you know where to start and a guide to help you through all of that. So we really thought of a lot of great things to help you in your journey. Yeah, and if you listen to Jamie Atkinson's story, the podcast before this, you will see that the goal, and we've always said this, is not for you to use all 15 courses. They're there when you need it. You start with one or two and you get started. And then later on down the road, you're like, oh my gosh, I still have this other course. Now I'm ready to learn that. You come back, you learn it at your own pace. So that's the beauty of it is you get all these courses for basically the price of one. And then when you need them, yeah, you, you have can them pick forever. Them so check it out, extrapackofpeanut.com slash paradise. Had, this was super fun to go back through this and to give these seven <laughs> lessons. Well, really eight because the... The, the honorable the, mention. The you know what's mention. fun is that, you know, seven years ago seems like a long time and it is a long time, but the last couple of years have been so amazing that you don't even really remember the slog in the beginning as I much. remember the slog. <laughs> you Trust probably me, do a little bit I remember more. the stress because <laughs> this last year, even up to a year ago, I was still feeling that stress. Not to say I don't get ever get stressed out or things don't ever go wrong now. They certainly do. But the switch has flipped and I feel a lot better about our lifestyle now because in the beginning, it's all about trying to make it work and making enough to make it work. And now, thankfully, we get to say, let's optimize it and really create the lifestyle that we want. And again, that being said, last time I'll say it, even when we're slogging through, we had some amazing times. Yeah. And so which um, some of those will be some are some of our seven best experiences which you will be hearing soon. Yeah, so don't forget our seven most memorable location indie experiences, one a day for 7 days, April 23rd through April 29th. So the Paradise Pack is the same exact time. It's launched April 23rd through April 29th. We're releasing one podcast a day counting down to our number one most memorable experience of our location independent journey. So those will be fun stories, a lot of travel stuff coming out there, some that you've probably never heard before on this podcast. So make sure you check that out. And thank you guys for everything. None of this would have been possible without you. You know, that it's the support of people listening to our podcast, reading our blog, joining our Freaking Fire Bootcamp, being part of Location in a Community, grabbing the Paradise Pack, everything we've been able to build has been because of the support from you. And we try to create the things that you want to help you have a better life. And I'm glad that a lot of people out there it's resonated with and you said, yeah, I want that. I want to learn from you or I want to listen to you I'm on the podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Honestly, it's it means the world to us because it has given us a complete new outlook on life and changed our life 180 degrees from 
working a regular job to be able to lead this location-dependent lifestyle. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Time the million. And until next time. Happy free travels. I'll show you Paris and all that.